Hi, welcome back to Parents on Top. We are here today for a really informal chat over a glass of wine with our international guest, Elle, from America. So we're just going to pick your brains about the American perspective of parental well-being, how you see it. We want to know everything. And in particular, with your military background, a little bit about how the military does it differently from us. Hi. Hello. Can you tell us a bit about... Howdy. Does it Howdy. Sound more yeah, more much American. more <laughs> authentic. <laughs> or, as Megan Mind puts it, Olo. Oh, so, Olo. What's that? Megan Mind, one of the best cartoon films ever. Oh, yeah. See, there goes, goes, there goes there the we culture go. gap yeah. already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us a bit about your background and how um, we met life. So I met you maybe... 2016 mm-hmm. is that about right yeah we lived in las vegas and we're both stationed there so i i was former military mm-hmm. i was air force i did ce so civil engineering um infrastructure contracts clever stuff mm. <laughs> construction <laughs> stuff. uh and then my spouse is also active was also active duty at the time and he has since retired, so now we're out of the military. I have two kids. One is mm-hmm. 17, and one is 14. So you've survived so have, it, and, and yeah. there is hope for us. <laughs> you'll survive. <laughs> Maybe. No, you'll survive. <laughs> you can get through this. Yeah. You can get through it. <laughs> so I'm many years removed from your kids' age, which is why I think everything they do is hysterical yeah. and funny. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I would not have thought that probably five years ago, but now, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so when we met, your husband was my husband's boss. Mm-hmm. And in the UK, that's definitely not as easy a barrier to kind of mm, break. Overcome. Whereas in the US, I guess because we were British, it was less formal. It felt less formal. Too, so less. Yeah, and so basically I adopted you and mm-hmm. we adopted your whole family and now you are here Yeah, I said we visiting. were going to be friends. And so yeah, on. that was it. Mm-hmm. From... The States for three days to help me. I tried to, to, you get tried to extricate but... yourself, and I was like, no, I've decided you're my friend, and that's it. So, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you've always, we have always talked about this type of thing, like well being, yes. mental health, because both of us are big advocates of honesty when you meet the right people, so good probably vulnerability. About... 15, 16 years into the yeah, military yeah. by the time we met. Yeah, so your experience was yeah. amazing for me because it was, you know, I could say, oh my God, what's this? What's that? What do you think? And it, it helped so much You've to have someone through who had fast-forwarded like 10 years ahead of me yeah. type mm. thing. Yeah, so um, we've done deployments. And... Yeah, so what's what's your personal take on parental well-being? Is it something that you are aware of and focus on or is it is it something that's just yeah I think it's um it's out there in society so you hear it Mm. a lot like you hear catchphrases of Mm. you know I mean it's I think it's a huge marketing tool too it's a giant like billion dollar industry the whole self-care yeah Mm. yeah um but we do we talk about you hear it a lot it's in our schools it's I mean my our kids like get the whole schools will get things where they talk about like age appropriate, but they talk mm. about healthcare and mental health care, mm. like and well being and making sure you take care of yourself. So trying to be balanced. Mm. So it starts young. Mm-hmm. And that's it didn't so really different. for my generation necessarily, no. but like it definitely 
does now. It's more like the trending. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is probably true here as well. But I, I don't know what you think, Claire, mm-hmm. but I definitely feel like the UK is a decade behind yeah. the US in most trends, to be honest. But the, the mm-hmm. mental health we're newer into talking about it and I think mental health and also just openness yeah. and honesty yeah. around it and the lack of stigma around it mm. I think there's still a there's huge still big stigma yeah stigma especially in the with the military but we <clears throat> are doing much better because mm. the mental I mean the, that's been huge it's in the part of, the that's always been part of our training like mental health I mean and re and examining like are we doing a good job like you're talking about military now yeah and yeah. debriefing like are we yeah Mm. you know there's always surveys and yeah. see debriefing that is a really mm. useful word for me mm. military or like not gathering like data like what how are we doing and what can we change mm-hmm. that's what i feel like we are trying to do with this podcast and why yeah. we want to pick people's brains and and draw attention to things that it doesn't like we don't want to blame if it's not being done well or enough mm. or openly just make it more normal and bring it to the surface so that we can do that so if you mm-hmm. had to say, like, as a mum, how do you look after yourself? Like, what's your go-to? Oh, sometimes I really fail at that. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> um, and it very much, I think, depends on your situation. So some of it's if you have really young kids and you're the primary caregiver or your stay-at-home parent, it would be having time yourself mm. or with other adults mm. so you've experienced that a lot because you're we yeah. were talking about u.s deployments are frequent yes. and for a long time so yes. you've had significant so periods of time on your own with the kids we call it like single parenting even though we're not so yeah. even though yeah my husband and i are on the same page you know we talk and are on the same page you you have to be a single parent if your spouse is deployed make those mm. decisions and yeah you can't you can't you don't get to talk to him necessarily every single mm. day. So how do you look after yourself in that situation? Do, um, are you more aware, when he's away, are you more aware of better putting it, your well-being as a priority? They tried, like, your. I mean, I think you don't really know what to expect until you have your first one. It's totally different, in my opinion, if you have kids versus not. Yeah. Some things are harder yeah. if you have kids, and some things are easier when you have kids during deployments. Um they offered stuff the chapel they would have like basic stuff that the service members got that mm. they're supposed to take home and tell like these are this is the trends that we are noticing and this many weeks before you deploy these this is what you're going to experience so again the this data is what your family's going to experience frame what's going to happen yeah yeah mm-hmm. wow that's very different this yeah. is what you're going to get like yeah that's and so i think the first i it wasn't a big deal when he would be gone. We were geographically separated anyways. We were both mm-hmm. active dude. Like, I didn't think of that. I don't know. I don't really count those mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Um, I really only counted, like, once you had kids, then that was yeah, very different. Different story. And, and I you... was out of the military. Then I was, I went from being active duty to reserve, so yeah. it was also different. Oh, that's a whole nother kettle of fish oh, of, like, gosh, adjustment, yeah, isn't it? <laughs> um, but when, yeah. you, when you knew he was going away and you needed... To, to be strong the first deployment, I realized how much I was like everybody else, which I think yeah. my husband and I wanted to think that we were 
some we're gonna co- yeah like gonna cope differently <laughs> we're amazing yes. we never are like i mean i don't know we read the sheet i can remember it was purple like the tandem <laughs> oh, the and, you know that's like this you know trifold brochure it's just loaded with information and i'm like Oh, that's we great don't need to know, this. but that won't be us. Yeah. And then, holy shit! Like, Every I mean, we essentially, like, like almost to the day, like, fell into the exact same category as everybody mm. else. Mm. And I can, so, during, so that was actually pretty useful to like have. It was sort of like what to expect when you're expecting, mm. but for deployment. So that was kind of helpful. And then, um, Ed, they even told you like. When you get home, this is how long it's going to take to adjust. So that was oh, yeah. definitely yeah. a joke. Like, yeah. I remember after one of those, <laughs> my husband had somebody ask him, like, so how long does it actually take? And he's like, oh, that's a question for my wife. Like, <laughs> I cannot answer that because yeah. def- it can be yeah. much longer or much yeah. less. Mm. And did so, you used to take time for yourself before you went away? So um, This was a magic trick, I thought. <laughs> yeah, because... One of the deployments after we had our second kid, who was, um, so he left, she was, I don't know, maybe seven weeks old or something. Seven weeks. But she was, um, special, like a medical special needs kid, and we didn't really know that till he, we kind of knew it, and then once he deployed, two weeks after he's deployed, like, it just, her health all went to mm-hmm. shit, mm-hmm. and, um. So she had, I used to say, like, she had lots of times where she almost died, but then I think she was, yeah, Sweet. she was probably just trying to live. Mm. Um, I'm going to talk for a while and then you have another left, okay. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things that you told me, which I thought was ingenious, and I guess it takes experience for you to know you need this before... He, yeah, I was very away, panicked you... that, like, if it happened again, I wouldn't survive. And so for you as a coping strategy and a sort of self, exactly this, self-care, but crucial, yeah, not so a nicety, a survival kids. self-care, you used to go away before yep. you deployed. And tell us, what would you just... Um, when he was home and could, you know, deal with mm-hmm. care, I would, that's when I would actually process or deal with whatever I needed to. And then I would go away for like two nights mm. so that everything would be calm. And I, I mean, I would just make lists and I would go through and be like, what is it that we actually need? So I, everything boiled down to what do you need? What do you want? Yeah. And, um, um, no, I'm missing one. Have tos, need tos and wants. Mm-hmm. So have tos is really basic for me. It was, it was stuff like I have to get sleep mm-hmm. at least some bare minimum because nothing can function yeah. mm-hmm. so then I, I had to take care of myself at least somewhat because then nothing else mm-hmm. could happen yeah. bills didn't get paid mm-hmm. um ev- yeah so there was some basics everybody's will be a little bit different mm-hmm. that's a nice i like those categories have to mm-hmm. need to, and then i didn't to. feel so you go into depending i mean you can be in survival mode versus more like actual mm-hmm. getting to live your life and mm-hmm. um so you don't feel so guilty if you're not doing everything just right. Yeah. It's really survival. Like, yeah. like the only thing you actually have to, <laughs> no kidding, do is like is feed your kids, sleep and mm. eat, sleep and eat. Mm. If they don't 
go to school, especially if they're younger. Like, it's not, I mean, who cares if yeah. they're late for school or do they miss it? It's yeah. not going to make any yeah. difference. Yeah. Um, yeah. That really that helped a clarifies. Lot. It's super clarified. So I had to do that before. Yeah. So where did you learn that from? Mm. Do you remember? Good question. Some of it was, like, they offered us retreats um, mm. where you could go away as a family. Wow. Uh, it was usually put on by, like, our chapels, but it was all, like, group efforts. Um, so you could go have some time as a family away from everything else. Because before deployments is super heavy mm. with training, and, I mean, it's almost like another deployment. Yeah. And... Um, so it was great. They'd have childcare. They'd have spouse stuff. They would have just fun things. Hmm. And this, so that really and, well. And they would have other spouses who had done it. Yeah. So come and talk to us. Have experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. take the fear out of it a little. Yeah, bit. and kind of tell like they would talk about stuff that was really helpful. Yeah. Like there was one mom who she'd done. Her her husband had done seven deployments in eight years. And so he had been gone even before, like, GUSA. And, and um, she's like, you know, the, she just kind of gave you uh, validation and freedom that'd be okay. Mm. She's like, you will know mm. what is best for your kid. Mm. So don't. Like, it's okay. Like, mm. Your parent, you know, if you have family who, because not everybody does, but if you have family that cares about you, they won't it's okay that they don't understand what you're going through. They can't mm. understand really what you're going through. So if they're saying stuff to you like, oh my gosh, you should never, you know, don't let your child sleep in your bed or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like find what works for yeah. you and mm. then just be okay with that. Yeah. That is something you, Claire, always mm-hmm. talk strongly about is mm-hmm. how to shut out the noise of the yeah. parenting advice mm-hmm. and actually just follow yeah. your intuition mm-hmm. and and go yeah. with that be able to like learn to listen to what you know inside mm-hmm. and just do it without fear of judgment from anyone else because yeah. ultimately survival and mm-hmm. your family unit well-being is the most important thing mm-hmm. and then there was really like really good stuff like um don't watch the news talk to your teacher your kids teachers in advance and they get better at it or if they've been around a lot of military kids but they would Adults especially will say stuff to kids like, oh my gosh, you must be so scared that your parent is over there. Or did you see that there was like, you know, a bombing at this base or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And so um, they gave really practical advice Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. what to talk, like even your family, like grandparents Mm -hmm. or, you know, like. Because people don't know. Because they really didn't mean to. They had no, but they just, they didn't know what they didn't know. And Mm so most like military kids are very aware of the world around them. They're very adaptable and all that, but at the same time, their parents keep them like pretty insulated because mm-hmm. they have to live and deal with that stuff mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So we don't really go. And over there's and a above, and there's a know? lot of change, isn't there? There's constant yeah. change. So you almost want to keep as much stability and yeah. a sense of kind of normalcy mm-hmm. as you can. Mm-hmm. And what and actually, so that brings me really nicely onto the program that you and I worked on together, the military spouse program Mm -hmm. which even when units aren't deployed exists in the u.s military Mm -hmm. all three services as far as i know yeah so um at least air force and army and it's basically a spouse who is approached to be the connection between 
the squadron or the unit command and all of the spouses. So everybody has a contact. There is a central person who is not military who mm. you can approach. So the, the fear of not knowing who yeah. to talk to is taken out of it. And it's, it's a civilian, not a military person. Mm. And it's a spouse who's in the same position as you. Mm. Every, you know, it's very, very everyone's in it together in the US it more than the feeling I've right, had yeah. about that here that's interesting so you can that's keep a just pulse my experience. on family members and dependents because yeah. mm. and if people need extra help if there's someone want, to go to if you want good product <laughs> from your service members then you have to you have to take care of their of everything mm. not mm. just their work yeah. life mm. yeah. so their work life is deeply impacted by their family life mm. so you have to take care of their families mm. i had that recently they have to have that support and you have mm. to so yeah mm. a key spouse program yeah. helps keep like the pulse of what's actually going on yeah. and then which we don't have and then it's here. an easy way to like a chain of of to flow information down yeah mm. especially quickly and not i mean some service members are great and then others they do not give the information to their yeah. families like they need and then mm. when they're gone there's somebody that they can get back a hold of for just simple mm. stuff like oh my gosh we forgot to mm. my my id expired and i can't get back up like <laughs> little <laughs> things my car broke down you know stuff that's big mm. what too were you, what like, were you gonna say i was gonna say it reminded me of recently um i'm a rugby fan and <laughs> listening to the six nations um, oh, did Scotland beat you? They t- oh, oh, don't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Thanks, Zoe. <laughs> um, I don't sound it, but I but do support Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, uh, I think as the Welsh uh, coach was talking about, basically, their number one priority for all of their players is that their family life is okay. Mm. No, like, that is what... If, if anything is going on in the family life, they just go, just go and fix that and then come back mm, to training because they so just understand the impact that's going to have on their performance yeah. and their output and what they're able to do. It must be, you know, particularly obvious when people have children. Obviously, this mm. is a parenting, parental well-being mm. podcast. And, you know, even your husband was saying today that there's people who have approached him and said... How how do I balance this mm. as a as a new father, wife, mother, yeah. whatever, with yeah. military life? And I think that's something that's really important that the military spouse program in the US provides. It's not just when you're on deployment. The natural assumption is, mm. oh, it's hard when they're away. Military life is hard, hard when all they're the time. Here. It's, hard all the time. <laughs> it's you know that's Especially the point. You're why on a deployment rotation? Yeah, mm. and it's when and well being is hard enough for anyone to focus on as a parent. Yeah. Never mind a military parent or a military spouse parent, mm. and that's why I think it's so interesting to to learn from other nations and things about how they do it. You know, and try to to slowly change things here. And I think mm. we're catching up with the mental health yeah. conversations. Yeah but we are far from having functional help to deal with it. Mm. It's, so, it's so important to have people you who are in your same season. Yes. So I just wasn't super, well, I, I mean, I had the military support thing, but then when you're a mom, I did, what's it called, MOPS. Oh, yeah, what's that sound for? Mothers of... Mothers of kids. <laughs> I, don't I can't remember. I remember the thing. Something preschool kid. I think that's uh, what it is. Yeah, preschool preschoolers. Mm-hmm. And so, man, that was amazing because mm-hmm. I had, they had like a mentor mom whose kids are grown up who had done the program, and then they have other done moms her time. There. They had childcare, <laughs> which was amazing. Uh, oh god! Oh, and then you got to actually talk to other adults. Yeah. 
which is super hard to do yeah. when you've only been talking with Was this a military thing or is this, this a, is just not, a US just general? I think it's mops internet. Yeah, so it was just something that was... Is that something run by churches? No, but it's often located in okay. churches. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it sounds that was similar a really to good NCT, ens- but a slightly yeah. further along the line The thing is, with, yeah, I, I did NCT and I'm a massive fan of it and I, I loved it and I've got some really good friends out of it, but it doesn't really do... It kind of, it does the preparation for birth and then okay. the immediate afterbirth, mm, okay. but then it doesn't mm. go. I think where the big gap then is once you're a parent yeah. and once you're a mum, and, and it's like so <clears throat> alone or isolated, exactly. especially if you're away from, yeah, or family, you don't have family. like an immediate family or a mm. healthy immediate family, yeah. Which I was fortunate that I had, but we were military, so you, mm. I don't that was key, like we had to make our own <sighs> support system. We talk about that. We call it military family. Mm -hmm. We we call it our village. So I know, like, I would consider (laughs) you, like, your family. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's strange, isn't it? Because, you know, we met you. We were on the other side of the world. And even before COVID, you became my family. Mm -hmm. And you had no choice in it. But (laughs) then, you know, then something as extreme as COVID mm. happened as well. And the way that you and your whole family looked after us was, you know, potentially more than even our family could have done here with just situation and things. And mm. I think that's something that we have to focus on with the military as well as the benefits of the friendships that you can make. Yeah, because I think it must be really absolutely. hard for... I guess I didn't do all that as a civilian, but it just seems like they're much more on their own mm. and that's one of the real benefits of the military mm. is like you have this built-in support mm. network mm. yeah doesn't that's matter where you there. go no and everybody you have, you're immediately part of a whatsapp group yeah part of people that live around yeah. you you can exactly ask same everybody's you had ask stuff whatever you, want. you know everybody yeah. has been yeah where everyone is sick Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, everybody has been so. It's just it's, I'm going to give know. the example you gave earlier. Everyone's had the shits. And they everybody. can't get in the car and they can't drive their kid to school. Who do you ask? Yeah, like, that is, that's it. And you're out of everything, or yeah. you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Like, how can you? And it just is normal. Like, well, you didn't call it. Like, but so, so mm-hmm. L, I have to ask you this. <laughs> you were talking earlier because we have had done a separate episode on how the hell you actually ask for help. And your perspective on this is so good good because you are very, very strong, independent woman. And I thought you would find it hard to ask for help, but you are so good at it. Because I think I had a bit of an identity crisis when I got out of active duty Mm -hmm. and I was a spouse and then I was a fire pilot spouse. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. You almost have to whisper it. Um, (laughs) And I was a stay at home mom and it just made like. Um, all the changes yeah Mm -hmm. so maybe I was working on it but I definitely realized like we are not superhuman and we're not a Mm -hmm. super and that's nothing that we should aspire to be we should not aspire to be like a superwoman I think that's like saying something is perfect which is absolutely not reality Mm -hmm. or attainable or even want to be yeah Yeah. no it's not helpful um so but then I was shown time like because of just situations that I was really not superhuman to mm-hmm. and like I couldn't do it without help mm-hmm. so how did you ask all. for help what who did you turn to and how um, did you ask? 
my mom came down like when I'm um was or my dad was super sick like she came down and helped mm-hmm. tremendously. My family's always been very helpful that way if they mm-hmm. could. Um, and I just I had some other adult women who were really good mm-hmm. at like being there for mm-hmm. me and would come and help. And then I, I built it that. into mm-hmm. my everyday. So it's just. It's the only way you can get stuff. To, I don't know how you could get it done without asking for help. So yeah. it's just, it's become part of like, it is our norm and how we function. It's part of your moving process just, to find people to ask for help. Yeah. When, mm-hmm. when That's what I noticed in Vegas. Mm-hmm. You built a community really quickly. Yep. And I, I think that's what I wanted to learn from you. Without Which is very different, time, I think, than how like you civilian. Because yes, yeah. even now that we're out and we're retired, I think it's still harder. There's a way that you get past all of that like surface mm-hmm. stuff, the mm-hmm. niceness, immediately mm-hmm. with the military mm-hmm. that takes years. Of, mm-hmm. Do you know one of the ways I think you do it? And I don't. You're probably it, uh, this will embarrass you, and you will probably poo-poo it. But I think one of the ways that you are able to ask for help so quickly as you give so much help it's like in a way you mm. I saw you go into situations and you just you don't even ask if people want help you get you know without overstepping you help and you get stuck in and you involve yourself mm. and so you are then I'm approachable. kind you're approachable so when you then ask people they want to do it oh. for you and that's what I noticed when you know when you and your husband came into command that it was easy for you to come into that because you were so approachable and so it actually made other people ask you more for help I think because oh. you were willing to ask for help yeah. oh. I like love that it definitely taught me a lesson <laughs> <laughs> and we had always had people that were so kind to us everywhere mm-hmm. we lived mm-hmm. so we, like we always say there's no, we could never turn down somebody if they needed a ride to the airport ever yeah. because the number of inconvenient airport trips we have had like you know before uber when there was no other ways in In the old days oh my gosh you had all these eight million things like Um, and you travel so light i don't know why it was such an inconvenience such an overpacker yeah oh it's so bad plan for every adventure um and yeah all the 3 a.m yeah yeah so then it almost felt like we were just paying Paying it back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That it's just equal, isn't it? Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I think we've mentioned it a couple of times on this, but the fact that your kids are so much older and you're kind of looking back, I find that really helpful yeah. to speak to people yeah. who've been through it yeah. and understand mm-hmm. what it is. Speak the language. Exactly. I know it's really hard to think back to kind yeah. of when kids are younger, but like you say, you can just laugh at the ridiculousness I now can, when you're it's coming been through. Far, like I'm, I'm, I mean, some of it was wonderful and I super miss it and then some of it was extremely traumatic and I never want to do it again Mm -hmm. but like I'm far enough away from it that I can appreciate the good and the bad like Mm. yeah what would be your what would be your advice in terms of being able to look after yourself and staying kind of vaguely sane throughout the process of parenthood I think reassess what your needs are so I Mm. took it like deployments were a great time and moves to reassess what our actual priorities were in life and what our needs mm. were mm. and so then I would just adjust them and come up yeah. with my schedules and like what we needed to do and you know, I don't know. 
I think that I read that in a book actually that, that really struck me, and it wasn't anything about military, but it said transitions create change, mm-hmm. and it really hit me because I thought like you're so used to getting into your your routines and your habits, mm-hmm. and thinking right that's what works, and then something in life shifts, but you might not notice, mm-hmm. and you don't adapt to it because mm-hmm. you've stuck to your routine and you've made what works, and you're not able to adjust. Yeah. And that's what is hard, but you're right. Like and having a trigger point, like, like I just don't move. know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. Adam, like <laughs> yeah. as soon as I figure out <laughs> something, like everything changes, and I'm back mm. to square one. Mm. And I'm like, oh, it turns mm. out I don't. Like mm. as soon as I get cocky, and I'm like, <laughs> I know what God, I'm doing. I am just proven, yeah, tremendously wrong. Yeah. But I think that that's and humbled in that the fact that I really yeah. know nothing, and it's okay. Yeah. But that's life, isn't it? And like, it's a season. As, as like, a young child, else. you look up and presume the adults <laughs> yeah. have got it all. No, oh, yeah. Or like at work, you're a junior, and you look up and go, yeah. "Oh, those execs yeah. must know what exactly." Like, no, no one knows what they're doing. Everyone's making it up as they go along. And there are wonderful, just like. There are fabulous things about everywhere you live. Yeah. Like, any work has good stuff, even the Deep South and <laughs> Texas, of which I don't like. <laughs> but, like, there's always some, there's always something, there's always something really amazing about the season that you're in, and yeah. sometimes it's really hard to focus on that. To see it when you're in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is lovely, that seasons mm-hmm. analogy of different ages like we mm. you and, and I Claire really, in that high dependency season I love the idea will there are things mm. that you will really really miss yeah. Mm. yeah not the episode in the park when we walked home from school the other Elle found it was hilarious a, it was not when was a, yeah both of my girls had a meltdown and started crying and then I started crying and then everybody in the park it was mostly at me, like, just when you see there. a very pregnant woman <laughs> and you immediately hurt like I mean, yes, I, yes, oh, yes. And you, like yeah. I almost crossed my legs. <laughs> I like, the baby in. My back starts to hurt. I lean backwards. Like I'm you did just like go quiet and retract. And, uh, so, oh god. Oh, no, I remember it was all heavy. of those moments. Part of it feels good because I'm like, oh, I'm, nah, I'm not the down. only one. Yeah, and and I was already survived. No, it, yeah, yeah, and um, but it really does in a very get weird better, way. You do survive. And the more that happens to me, the more okay I am with it. And maybe mm. that's because, you, you know, become more I resilient. am in a season of the high dependency, mm-hmm. middle of grief, mm-hmm. middle of an international move. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stresses. So my emotions are so close to the surface. I have no choice but to cry in the middle of the park where I would prefer not to. But there's, I've got nothing to control that. And actually, the more that that happens, mm. the more I don't care. And I think... And we're doing this and we're talking about it and it makes me think everyone feels like this. Everyone at oh, some point. I guarantee it. Or they're, so, so they're either lying about it yes. mm-hmm. or they're in deep denial or they're taking something for it. <laughs> Give me like, that. There is no... <laughs> I no don't... Thing. I don't know. Yeah, the moms say it never happened. I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. we all know. You were drunk for four years. <laughs> yeah, we all know it's really good. <laughs> But yeah, it does like it. And it's that control thing that we've mentioned before. The mm-hmm. less... I try and control the more I feel okay when oh, I'm not in control. control. Any of it, and it's so mm-hmm. yeah, it's you, scary. You want, I mean, mm. you naturally you want to control, and you when mm. life is totally chaotic, mm. you will grasp, and your children, everybody mm. will grasp at the most mm. insignificant minutia to try mm. and control. Yeah, 
but this is why I get so frustrated with the amount of parenting advice out there yeah. and numbers of you should do this and this yeah. is how it should be you can't control any of that stuff and if you try to do it you'll you should just be go kind like, just be kind to yourself mm. and give yourself grace mm. and other parents <laughs> yes. give them the benefit of the doubt sometimes yeah. I mean how many times have we even as parents judged other parents and oh, then yeah. subsequently been in exactly the oh, same completely. position oh, thought, yeah. oh my god now I understand it oh completely yeah I mean, it was my child who was, like, tipping cans in jars. Like, <laughs> in the supermarket? Oh, in the supermarket. I was the kid. Like, it was my child who was on the ground actually pounding with their fists and kicking yeah. their legs, just screaming. Just like, oh, this is a thing. This is my turn. Licked a Walmart floor one time. <laughs> I mean, there's just... I drug, I drug a child, not, this is no, yeah, no child abuse, but my kid was throwing a fit and actually, and wouldn't, so I walked away. We were in a safe place. And the, and my youngest actually grabbed hold of my leg and I, I walked, I was like, she literally, I drug her down the hall of shame, past all these retirees at the, at the base, like, clinic and just, as they were all just super judgy, it's like a comedy a movie. It's like mm. stuff thinking, that people like, write. You did this. As, you know, you did this. You as know, a child. you were there. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're very humbled as a yeah mom, and I'm sure as a dad too. But there's something about giving birth that just <laughs> yeah, mm. that's the beginning you down of it. The pig. And then yeah. yeah, children, boy, they really. But you have worth survived it, it. and Wait. now. Well, now I'm in a totally different phase. Yeah, well, that's another subject, isn't it? <laughs> trying to hang on to them now. Teens and preteens and try. Yeah, yeah. And that's a whole okay, different that's another that's another podcast. <laughs> I'm not. You, I'm going to need like another six years or something to be able to, <laughs> to, be able to talk about to, that. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for sharing everything with us today and giving us the US perspective. It's mm -hmm. definitely eye-opening, isn't it? Absolutely. No, I've gotten some lovely tips from that, so thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me.